0: And Welcome to We'd Rather Be Travelling, but instead we're making this podcast. I'm Stu Wright, and he's joined by Paul Marshall, and we've been on a little break with Paul being in Japan for the past few weeks. Now that we're back, we've decided to do our first country-based episode. It seems only
1: fitting that we'd make that country Japan. Seems very appropriate. Uh, So Stuart, I have a question to start this off. Go for it. Have you ever met anyone who disliked Japan?
0: I get the feeling that the anti-Japan sentiment ended in like the 40s or 50s.
1: I feel like that might have happened as well. But in terms of travel...
0: No, never. Uh, I've only only ever heard praises for Japan. Obviously, small little kind of moments where things didn't go right happens in Japan from time to time. Sure. But overall, I've only ever heard positive kind of feedback on trips to Japan.
1: Yeah, me too. Every time I've been there, I mean, I've I've been there now three times. I've had the best time every time I've gone. Not the best time because you can't have the best time every time. No. But I've had great times every time I've gone. Was Um, one of those times the best time? You know what? I actually think it was. Excellent maybe was oh, that this it's most recent time. time or this most recent time was good i think the time in the middle time was probably my favorite so that was that was i was there in summer for a whole month uh in august last year okay so that
0: was maybe the best time
1: maybe the best time that was that so was fantastic. that was my august 2018 own. if you're in japan then you were part of the it best, the best time. time yeah i was it was cool cuz i went to some places that i really loved and it was my 30th birthday and there was a lot of cool things going on and i yep. and i <laughs> I really like hot weather. Yep. and it was very hot, and so Excellent. I was basking in the glory of the hot weather. Whereas this time I went, it was it, there was parts of it that were quite cold, and yeah. whenever I'm cold, I get grumpy. So yeah, yeah. You, you don't want that. No one wants that. So what I what I want to talk about, well, we're going to do our first, you know, uh, country based episode. We've never done one of these before, so it should be interesting about how it goes. But what I kind of wanted to talk about is what all the hype is around Japan, like why everybody loves it. What are the reasons why people keep going back there? Why is it so much fun to travel to? I know you've been there. I have been.
0: Only one time, though. So, in, in comparison to you, you're obviously the master and I'm, I'm the apprentice. I'm the seasoned
1: campaigner. You're the the rookie?
0: Yeah, the apprentice or the apprentice if the j- you will. <laughs> the J-apprentice. I like um, it. Because I guess you hear all this hype about things being big in Japan.
1: But is Japan big in Japan? Like, it's just so I popular. Th- I think Japan is big in Japan. Yeah, I, so I'd say so. If A lot of Japanese locals, they do a lot of... Uh, into japan travel mm-hmm. and i think that might be because english isn't massively prevalent there. Sure. so i think a lot of them end up traveling within japan so you speak to a lot of japanese people and they, they go to all these different cool places and whenever you go to different like tourist spots you always see a good chunk of the tourists are actually japanese tourists from other regions definitely well yeah definitely
0: it's hard to know where they're from sometimes of course but they, you would guess that they're from other reasons, regions of Japan.
1: Or yeah, or, like, I feel like I've spent a lot of time in Southeast, uh, like, in Asia. Yes. So, for me, I can be, like, I can see a Korean and be, like, that person's Korean. I can see mm. someone from China and be, they're Chinese. I can see someone who's, like, Thai or Laos or Cambodian or whatever, mm. and I can be, like, I know where they're from. Just because mm. I've spent so much time there. So It for does me, sound I, like a fun future game for the podcast. Oh, my God. We should totally do that if we can. Yeah. Uh, wait but, for the first video episode. Yeah, yeah. wait for the first video episode, which circa 2020 I believe so should be coming out yeah can't wait can't wait it's gonna be exciting um but yeah so there's there's four reasons so when when Japanese people ask me like so recently when I was there I'd say to people that I've been here you know I've been here three times um my Japanese has actually gotten not shit okay excellent (laughs) I mean it's pretty bad (laughs) but But not not shot not shit that's better than mine which is just shit shit. yeah exactly uh so my, my Japanese is not shit um and I, I always would try and explain to people why I love Japan in Japanese. And the basic, my basic Japanese and like how I could explain this was basically by saying the people are very friendly, which is this word called uh, amotenashi. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm saying that right, but motanashi basically means it's like hospitality, so, mm-hmm. it's like you're a guest in the country, so we're going to show you this unique Japanese brand of hospitality, which I love. Yep. Uh, another reason is the uh, tabemono, which is food, is oishi, which is delicious. So, like the food is delicious, right? Like Japanese of food. Oh, probably, Unbelievably good. Yeah, probably one of my favorite cuisines. Um, the third reason is uh, biru ichiban, which means the beer is number one. Excellent. Uh, which, you know, the beer is like, I love the beer in Japan. I love just drinking culture in Japan. Going out, like when you go to your first salary man bar. Oh, so good. Such a great culture. It's such a great, I mean, like such a horrible culture, but it's such a great culture. Such a horrible culture, but it is fantastic. It's very fun to dip your toes in. Absolutely. Uh, and then finally, it's just, it's such a beautiful place, you know. Uh, sure. So I kind of wanted to, when we go through this episode, I wanted to talk about those four things. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with omotanashi. Omotanashi. So have you ever heard of omotanashi?
0: Uh, I haven't heard the word, but I've certainly heard of the concept. Mm. But would you like to kind of
1: Explain it a little bit more. So, its I don't think there's an equivalent in English mm-hmm. that we can say, but I think it, it basically means like, um, it, it, yeah, like every time I try and ask about it to Japanese people, they're like, it means hospitality. Yeah. That's their word for it. And its I think it's basically like, you're a guest, we're going to welcome, welcome you into our country and we're mm-hmm. going to show you like a good time and we're going to, if I'm eating a dish, I want you to try this dish because it's a motanashi for, to, to, mm-hmm. for me to help you experience this. So, you'll, you'll have all these random little incidents where you go out and then these Japanese people are either A, buying you drinks yeah. or B, like having this food and being like, no, you have to eat it. And then you kind of like, you don't want to be, you don't want to, like, I'm always like, oh, I don't want to eat your food. And they're like, No eat the food yeah because it'd be rude to not eat the food exactly. that's the scenario but
0: obviously it's reversed from what we're used to in terms of our culture so yeah, yeah, yeah. i totally get that yeah. and i think um i feel like this comes under the motanashi banner yeah but i think one of the great examples in kind of recent history in terms of what kind of made the news was last year at the world cup when belgium knocked out the japanese in the world cup in what was a game that the japanese should have never lost no. after the I- game they they played very well and then lost conceded two goals very late, so we we're very unlucky but also that,
1: that game gives me nightmares. I was in Sevilla watching it in a crowd full of Belgians and I was cheering my heart out for Japan. Yeah, and you just they and they should have had it and it didn't work out.
0: Yeah. You know, but you know, that's that's in the past. But then after the game, unlike any of the other thirty-one teams in the competition, once they got knocked out, they cleaned up their lockers, they tidied up the locker room, they left a note with a thank you a thank you letter to all the staff there at the World Cup. And so every other room, every other team that got knocked out just left their room kind of, you know, in shambles. But of course the Japanese in this kind of omot, uh, omotanashi, yeah. close, uh, culture kind of prevented them from doing that. And I think like in that circumstance for these people who are getting paid millions and millions of dollars every year to still have that mindset kind of speaks quite, for me, quite loudly to that culture.
1: Yeah. And also just the fans who cleaned up the stadiums. Of course. Us, you know, um, so I think that's a lot. Yeah. Like. I think it, it does go hand in hand. It's just this very friendly culture. And mm. you find that you meet all these amazing people and you just end up like, we made, we made so many random friends and just from like bartenders we met or other mm. randoms who were at the bar and they could barely speak English. Yeah. And they'd still be like, there was, we were in, we're in Ishigaki, which is this island, part of like, part of the Okinawan islands. And we went out to dinner at this really traditional Ishigakan restaurant. I think it's Ishigakan. I'm not sure, but, um, the, there was this old, these old, two old dudes sitting next to us having beers and they couldn't speak very much English we obviously can't speak much Japanese but we're just mm. having beers and like chatting what we know and yeah. cheersing and whatever and then when we go to pay the bartender's like oh no they've already paid for your whole meal and this was probably like an $80 maybe or 80 US dollar so a 100 and. $20 Australian dollar meal Yeah right And they paid for the whole thing And they are like No I'm a- motanashi That's so lovely And yeah. I
0: think like There's also something Very endearing about someone Who will just put in All that effort to
1: speak to Even if there's this Ridiculous language barrier Yeah And and they will That's the thing They absolutely will all try And they'll You know They'll do whatever they can To kind of make it work like I met one guy At this bar in Hiroshima You had a language app and you basically just speak into this Mm. app and it translates for you. Uh, Yeah, I've used that from time to time in various parts of the world and
0: it is phenomenal. And I think a couple of my favorite things about it are the one, you have no idea what is actually being translated. Yes. So you're really hoping that your message is getting across, but you never know. No. And two, there are times where you immediately know that you're getting the wrong message in return. Yeah. Uh, I might just take this just slightly aside from Japan for the moment if, if you don't mind. So this happened to me in Turkey quite a few years ago. So, I, I was on a bus and the ticket inspector was checking the tickets, checked my ticket, had my ticket. Of course, that was all fine. Uh, and then he pulled out his phone and then proceeded to have this conversation with the translator. The first thing he said to me was, I love your eyes. <laughs> so, I guess, like, in, in Turkey, it's probably... Pretty difficult to come across someone with blue eyes. So yeah, and and also you do have very nice eyes. Well, Thank you. I, I look. I doesn't
1: does come across on the podcast, but I'm
0: sure <laughs> one day we'll uh, we'll get the video stuff up and running. Exactly right. And then um and then after that, I, I think I just said thank you. I thought that was going to be the end of the conversation. The next message I got was I would like to have your babies. Now, biologically speaking, that's very <laughs> difficult for the two of us to do. <laughs> it's a little hard. Yeah, I don't know if he wanted me to donate something to you know for him to have some offspring with someone else. I'm not sure exactly what he's getting at. But then he spent the next kind of few minutes trying to compliment me through the phone. and It got to a point where it was a little bit too much. And it was also like, I'm not sure exactly what message you're trying to get out, what you're actually saying to the phone. So, I, you know, I took it as, you know, something quite nice and meaningful. But I
1: also was trying to be like, I just want to sit back on this bus and, <laughs> and enjoy that right situation. Up. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a good experience with one of those phones. Okay. Uh, and actually a throwback to one of our earlier episodes. Mm. So, um, remember this is our first ever throwback. We've had a couple of throwbacks. There's a couple Apologies. of throwbacks in this, actually. So, like, when we, were, when we were talking about good questions and, like, moments of generosity. Oh, yeah. For dinner being bought. This one was actually a throwback to you in the Philippines when the Pope turned up. Oh, yes. Because guess who turned up when I was in Hiroshima? <laughs> the Pope. The Pope. Get out. Yeah, oh. that, no way. Yeah, so the Pope. Proper. Went, yeah, oh. yeah, so Francis, Francisco, whatever his name is, turns up. Well, Frankie. Yeah, Frankie. Yeah, yeah. So Frankie turns up. They're doing some sort of anti-nuclear speech. Uh, and I was at a bar the night before, and I'm drinking. And it was this is another great example of omotenashi. So I go to this one standing bar where it's like standing bar, and like the I'm the only I'm the only um, non-Japanese person there. I turn up, they see me, and they're like, "Oh, like we don't have any English menus." And I'm like, Os- "Osusume wa nandeska," which is like, "What would you recommend?" And then people start like laughing at me speaking Japanese, and so people start ordering stuff for me. Oh, awesome! And I'm so I order beers, and you know, having this great time. And there's a guy who's next to me, has this phone app, Mm -hmm. and he's trying to explain the Pope. Oh, excellent. And so, he's trying to, like, we're doing... So, he's Japanese, correct? He's Japanese. And so, so he's trying to, like, be like, tomorrow, like, the Pope. Did you know the Pope was in town? No, I had no idea. I had no idea. This makes it even more complicated. And so, he's, like, doing the hat, (laughs) and he's doing all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, shit, what is this guy talking about? And then we got the phone app out, and he goes, the Pope... And then I saw a Pope and immediately it all just came flooding in. Oh, and I'm like, oh my fucking God, I can't phenomenal. believe. But it was really funny. So yeah, the pope, pope ended up. But did you actually get a, a visual on the Pope? I did not. So Fair. what they did is they, so there's this area in Hiroshima called the Peace Park, which oh. is around the, it's like the dome and, you know, there's, a, there's the one building when the A-bomb hit that stayed standing. Mm. And so they've kept that standing. And, I would say
0: one of the most moving places I've ever been to in the world. Yeah,
1: I, I would 100% agree. Like mm. it's it's really, look, if you're ever in Japan, definitely go. I mean, Hiroshima yeah. is one of my favorite cities in Japan, if not the world. Yeah. Um, The food is incredible. Uh, The people are amazing. And it's just, there's a lot of culture and history there. Definitely go check it out. Yeah. But that area around the Peace Park, they closed down. And then the Pope drove in. And um, you know, I, I didn't have a chance. I was actually out at a bar when he turned up. because so I was like, I don't really care. I thought, I thought for the episode, I was like, Oh, Stu would love it if I went and saw the Pope. I would have, but then I just didn't really care <laughs> enough. So I went to a bar. But I met I met this uh, I met this girl the night after. Um, she she taught me how to eat uh, Hiroshima. Uh, so there's, do you know okonomiyaki? Yeah, the Japanese pancake. If yeah, you yeah, you, right. Yeah. Uh, so Hiroshima has a very special style of it called Hiroshima do you Which, know how it differs? It has noodle. It has like uh, either soba or udon noodles in it. So normal okay. ones don't have that, and they chuck noodles with it. Yeah, nice. And she, I was eating it wrong, and she taught me how to eat it correctly. Okay, so please tell me initially how you were eating it. And okay, so how what, you should have been eating. it. What they do it. is they make it, it. takes like like twenty minutes. They can take a little while, but they they put it on a grill. And so you're sitting at a bar, and there's just this grill around the bar. Uh, and they give you a little, like, spatula stabbing thing. And they give you a little plate and chopsticks. Yeah. And I was basically cutting a bit off and then grabbing it with my chopsticks and eating it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, 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 no. And she's like, you- basically, you smack it and then you do the little cut. Yep. And then you scoop and then you eat from the uh, spatula itself. Yeah, right. So, you're okay. not meant to use your chopsticks. The so one instrument the whole time. Yeah, basically. So, you just use the spatula the whole time. And then I looked around at all the other... Japanese people who were doing it or none of them were using the chopsticks yeah okay. so I was like give me the spatula let's go yeah totally um but yeah so I was with her and she uh, got a really good video of the pope going past and so oh. she showed me the video and she was super excited to show me. so, <laughs> so vicariously you saw the pope vicariously through <laughs> yeah, someone's video yeah. who saw the pope um, excellent but yeah no so I, I love this idea of a um, motononi I always struggle to say it oh motenashi so, I love this idea of a motanashi we've I've had so many instances of it in, in Japan, um and it's one of those things where like, yeah, I've had dinner bought for me, I've had you know dozens of drinks bought for me mm. that night when I was at the standing bar after um, so I had two instances, kind of two weird instances, so the first one was I met these dudes, one of them could actually speak really good English, the other one couldn't speak a word of it. yep, they were offering me all this food, same bar, talking, and then they were. <laughs> They were going out and they invited me to come with them. And they're like, we don't know if you want to come, but we're going to a hentai bar.
0: Ooh, I have a rough idea of what a hentai bar is. It's to do with Japanese cartoon slash pornography. Yeah. Okay, yes. And so
1: they're going to a hentai bar. And, but I don't know if hentai was the right word because the way they explained it to me is you go and you get handcuffed and then you get whipped <laughs> and like, so it seems like... So Hentai kept, or more is kind of what we Yeah, word. yeah. So it was like, okay. a, it felt like a BDSM
0: thing. Okay. Uh, it might not be the translation there. Yeah.
1: And so it might've been a translation thing, but they invited me to that and I thought it was my first... So Steph had just gone home and it was yeah. my first night on my own. And I'm like, hmm, if I go to like a bondage place... The first night that Steph's gone, I think she'll probably frown about that. Like, I don't think she'll be 100% impressed, even though it made a good story. So, second night should be fine. Second night should be of fine. But this one it was like, uh But I, so I didn't go with them. Have so you discussed with Steph since? I have. We, we, thought it was, we thought it was pretty funny. I think she probably would have been fine with it. Okay, sure. But they left. Uh, and then I, I went to the bartender saying, like, oh, is there any good place to have a drink? Mm-hmm. And they're like, they gave me this recommendation. And they were trying to describe how to get there because obviously the place, I couldn't find it on my phone. Yeah. And then there was an older couple who were going there and they're like, oh, we'll take you. So, I went to this bar with this older couple. And well, they- when we say older, how old are we talking? 45. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, older than me. <laughs> sure. Uh, and they, they ended up buying me drinks. Like they, they were, and this is another really dumb translation thing. Yeah. They were saying, oh, it's this really special drink called something. Like the way they were pronouncing it was like shitter. <laughs> and I was like, shiru, amazing. And I'm drinking it. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. What's this shiru? And then eventually I realized it was cider. Oh, yes. So good. I was like, oh my God, that's such an idiot. Um, but, you know, like there's so many examples of this. And I think it's one of the best things about going to Japan. Do you, yeah. do you have any examples of this when you were there? Or uh, Yeah, a
0: couple stood out for me. Sure. Um, so one was similar to one of the stories you've told. When I was in Ginza, which is like quite, one of the really kind of expensive areas in Tokyo. And so in Tokyo, I'd say generally as a tourist, like English isn't that hard to come across like you've got all the translated signs whatever and so walked into this one restaurant in Ginza chicken restaurant and I could tell based off purely the imagery on the restaurant gotta love chicken and um walked in and then immediately like three staff ran over and like no no we can't serve you like no English menu like that was kind of what they were trying to get across yeah and so I was traveling with my girlfriend at the time and so then we kind of like oh I guess we're not eating here tonight and then like two kind of Two people who were sitting down, like, got up really quickly and ran over and be like, no, 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 like, you know, we're Japanese, but, you know, we can translate for you. Like, we'll order for you. Like, they were just like, no, no, you have to eat here. Like, this is the best chicken restaurant in Ginza. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but they just, like, certainly, like, got up and intervened and made sure that, like, we were going to eat there and, like, took care of everything. And they just ordered everything because, obviously, the menu all in Japanese. And that was a phenomenal meal. Mm. Um, I got the feeling that, and I guess like when it comes to a few things, when it comes uh, to animal rights, Japan might be a little bit lagging. Oh yeah, 100%. So I think we ate a lot of very young chickens and that kind of thing. And like we didn't know what we were ordering or that kind of stuff, but, but that thing or so, I had, like
1: to, great meal. To, to be fair, like eating young chickens, I cheat like. I mean their life isn't getting any better yeah true it's yeah. it's
0: much better than eating whale for instance yeah yeah. so you know didn't didn't do that in Japan probably wouldn't do that if I had the chance yeah. but um, uh, yeah that was a great meal and then the two guys who ordered for us like kept coming over talking to us being like how good is this and like kept kind of like you know just interacting with us the whole time so that was that was really fun but another moment that really stood out so when I was in Japan it was 2016, so Australia was playing against Japan in a World Cup qualifier. Oh, no shit. And so we went to a bar in Shibuya yeah. and watched the game there. So it was kind of like underground bar. Full, it felt like it was full, like, must have been a uni bar because it was full of, like, young guys, students, that kind of thing. And so we were clearly the only non-Japanese people in the bar. Uh, and then it very quickly became obvious that we were Australian. So yeah. everyone came over and was like, oh, like, good luck for the game. Yeah, good luck. Like, which I was like, I was like, this would never happen in any other country in the world. Like, no. you'd immediately be shunned to the corner uh, and so in the end, Australia drew one all with Japan. The game was in Australia. Australia was super lucky. We should never have got a draw. Like yeah. Japan were clearly the better team. And after the game, there was just like a line of people lining up saying, you know, congratulations, well done, well deserved, all this kind of thing where any other part of the world, you would just get like abuse hurled at you. And like people were so friendly. A bunch of the, the students came over and were like, oh, can we practice English with you? Amazing. All that kind of stuff. So that was like, I mean, a handful of times that happened, but those two kind of in particular definitely stood out.
1: Yeah, I have, I have a lot of stories about it But I think it's probably a good time to move on to One of the other reasons why we love Japan What's that reason? That reason is the food oh, The food oh is my God, so, so good, so good.
0: <laughs> I mean, at times Like, look, it's always excellent But yeah. at times it, it is a bit confusing for me Like, I would say that When it came to ordering food I was never sure if I did it face-to-face with a waiter If I pointed at a picture Or, or if there was a, a machine I love That's, a good machine.
1: The machine is so good. And then once you get the hang of the machines, it's even wow. better. Dude, the machine's amazing. I think it's the way of the future. Like, forget weight stuff or anything. Just have a machine. Definitely. You know, go and put your money in the machine, click on the picture that you want, and there you go. Have that meal. For sure. And some of the drinks these
0: days in Japan, like, you press, you go to a vending machine, they come out hot. Like, yeah. We're getting rid of baristas. Like, you yeah.
1: know, a lot of the jobs are becoming pretty irrelevant pretty quickly in Japan. All, all by these little vending machines. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, the food, I think the food in Japan is like probably one of my favorite things about traveling there i even love going to like one of one of the first things i do every time i go is i go to either family mart 711 or lawson's yes so the trifecta of the holy trinity su- the <laughs> holy trinity of supermarkets which do really good like snack food because I think convenience stores in Japan are different from convenience stores everywhere else in the world. They're actually convenient. They're right? actually convenient. The prices are not like ridiculous. Yes, and they provide like everything a modern man could ever need. Mm. So one of the even th- free Wi-Fi, which when I was traveling at the time was very helpful. Dude, Just- so good, and and all of them have really really good bathrooms. Yes. You would never like. There's been so many times, yeah, you because know, you know as a tourist, a lot of times you're walking around all day, you're drinking water. And you gotta pay. And like yeah. in Europe, it's like, oh shit, I gotta piss so bad. Oh, one euro for this bathroom. Oh yeah. god, I don't have a euro coin. Yes. Like what do I do? You know, and there's so many instances in other countries where it's like, okay, bathrooms are like in you pay that euro and the bathroom's gonna be disgusting. Yes. Right? In Japan, you go to a family mart, seven eleven, oh. they all have bathrooms, all of them are like pristine. So you go there and I'm like, mate, this is cleaner than my bathroom back home. <laughs> <laughs> And it's public. Yeah, you know? can I live here? Like, yeah, what, what's exactly, the rent? What's yeah. the rent at Family Mart? Uh, yeah. But no, I, I I love going. Like, one of the first things I'll always do: go to Family Mart. I'll get a can, like get a big can of beer, uh, get a couple of snack food things, and then mm. that's like my introduction to Japan. Like, yeah, this is me sliding in mm. and, and getting back into it.
0: Totally, and I feel like if you've got a day where you're spending a lot of time on transport, or if mm. you're um got like a you know going for a hike or whatever, it is so conveniently set up to just pick up your meal for the day and then you're on on the way you've got a great meal great price yeah. and it takes you two minutes like
1: also at train stations they do they have all these bento boxes mm. and other like train station meals but like normally you go to any other country and you and at the train station or at airports food's really expensive yes in japan they'll have like these bento boxes that are cheap and delicious for sure you know like ah, i love it um so, what would you what would you say are like some of the best cheap eats? That you'd, you know, if someone's traveling and they need to go and eat something cheap, because a lot of people like one of the biggest complaints I hear about Japan is it's expensive, which it is to an extent. But you can also live like you can travel quite cheaply there as well.
0: Yeah, it, it does go both ways for yeah. sure. So, um, so there are some great curry houses. Oh man, you can get a great meal for I couldn't tell you the price right now, but probably ten Australian dollars.
1: I could tell you the price. Please tell me, cheaper than that? What are we talking? Six Australian dollars mm. is that? Well, well okay so there was a um not six Australian it would probably be just under 10 actually no okay. that I that to think about it but like uh, there was a place that I went to and got a katsudon yeah uh, so that's basically just like a bowl of rice with uh, like scrambled egg on top of a pork cutlet yeah um got that with some miso and uh and like had like a couple of sides with it and that was 540 yen which is about $5 US, which is about $7 Australian. Yeah. So $7 for that meal. And that meal, like, that fills you up. Like, that's like yeah, a big sure. freaking meal. And that, whatever. Came from paste Benigni, they
0: use for that katsudon. Oh, it's
1: so good. I'd never want to know exactly what's <laughs> in that. God, no. You never, you never want to, no. like, decode it. But at the same time, like, it's incredible. Um, I also really like, uh, so I like, one thing that I've, I've actually learned this, i learned this on this trip is that, um, I, I, know, I love ramen mm-hmm. so I love ramen I really like noodles, but the broth makes like it makes my stomach feel a bit shit okay right and it's been taking me a while to realize but what I had this time around is I went and got sober. It's like sober noodles. Which- oh so
0: you were never sober on the trip is that no never no, okay. sober
1: on the trip but I had sober noodles yeah uh, and it was basically like it's basically like noodles without the broth. So mm. it's like no broth just the noodles yeah. and so you have the noodles and some dipping stuff. And then you have like another a bunch of other side dishes, and I had that. And my stomach was fine, and I was like, "This is the way of the future." But it was so cheap. Like soba is just so cheap; you can get it for God, like the same price, like you know, like six, seven dollars Australian. Totally. And some ramen houses, like the the actual rum with the broth, yeah. same deal, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, like you have one of those things, then you set. Also, have you? How many Fuji apples did you have? Eight. I'm not too sure. I didn't get count. So I. When I was there, every single breakfast, because I I like fruit for breakfast. I'm a big fruit for breakfast kind of guy. I would go to a supermarket, get a Fuji apple. It'll cost like maybe $1.50, maybe $2. So, expensive for an apple. Sure. But have you seen those things? They're gigantic. (laughs) They're gigantic and they're delicious. And you have that. Mm. And I'm like, oh, man, that's like a meal. Yeah. Like Having one of those is like, I'm good. Like, I'll eat this one apple and that's me sorted until lunchtime, basically. Yeah. Because they're gigantic and they're delicious. And so... Every day I was like, start off start my day with a Fuji apple, start my day right. Yeah. Have my apple. Then at lunch go and like go to one of these old like vending machine places. Mm-hmm. Then for dinner, go out and go have something like you know, like sushi or go have something a little bit different. But every single place you go to always ends up being like incredible.
0: Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. the food is great. There's no doubt. And look, as we said, you can pay a lot of money for food. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if if the budget is a problem, you can still eat very well, which is generally not the deal when you travel right no
1: no not at all i think um one thing that i really like about japan is every region has their own delicacy Mm. so every region has its own thing that it's and it's it's definitely worth if you go to japan always ask what the regional delicacy is just like for example i was in takamatsu and takamatsu has really good udon now i'm not a particular udon fan i don't really like udon noodles uh but i went there and had the udon i'm like Hot oh, Damn, yeah. this shit's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a reason they, they're they proud of it here. Exactly. And so every re- on like, you know, in Nagano they have these um so there's these things called I can't remember what their name is. It's like ok. It's like Oki something. Oki it's like basically um Japanese dumplings. Okay, or like, or like or Japanese buns. So it's like these like steamed bun mm-hmm. and they have different fillings. But the interesting thing about the ones in Nagano is they make them with buckwheat. And the way that they're prepared is like really different. And it's really famous. And I had some of those and I was like, they were some of the best things I ever had. And I wish yeah. I could have like bought a thousand of them and taken them home because they're incredible, right? Yeah. But everywhere you go, will have this different regional delicacy. Yeah. And there's like this one thing they do really well. And you'll find when you speak to Japanese people and tell them where you're going, the first thing they'll mention is I'll be like, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to Takamatsu. They'll be like, oh, are you going to eat udon? And I'm yeah. like, well, I guess I am. Now I am. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. there are, I think there are a few countries in the world that particularly stand out for regional delicacies and Japan for me is definitely one of them. Yeah.
1: I um I one one thing to also mention about eating in Japan like when you go to an izakaya is cover charges. So this I think this is a, this is probably a downside I'd say. Like one of the things yeah. I don't like cuz you you go to a place and it's never advertised how much the cover is, right? Yeah, but a lot of izakayas will charge you maybe like 400 yen. Or you know, sometimes it can be one hundred, it can be four hundred. Sometimes it's even like eight hundred or something. Yeah. But they'll charge you basically an arbitrary amount just to sit down in the restaurant, and then you'll get a dish with it. So that like when you sit down in the restaurant, they'll come out with a dish. Yeah. It's usually something like cabbage with some miso sauce on it, or like yeah, one of the cool ones I had. I had this thing that was tofu with like um, uh, sardines or anchovies. So it was like okay. it was really weird, but it was really tasty. Yeah. But basically, um, yeah, you get charged the cover charge. So, when your bill comes out, like, if you're there eating with a bunch of people. Mm. So, say you go with, like, a bunch of mates and you're there and you look at the bill and you're like, wait, everyone's trying to add up their stuff. And they're like, oh, <laughs> this doesn't add up. It's like, no, it's the cover charge. Like, yeah, you know, relax. Like,
0: yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think the other thing with Japan is, in terms of food, is just the fun factor. Like, you walk mm. into a family mart and there are things you've never seen in your life, never imagined. Same thing with the supermarket. And then, like, even walking around, like, you know, like... You walk around the fish market and then you see whale. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's not fun. But then you walk past the ice cream shop in the fish market and they've got whale shavings on the fish. Yeah, oh, yeah, on, the, on the ice cream, sorry. And you're kind of like, oh,
1: oh, we, oh There's lots of, like, salted... Uh, so, they do salted soft serve. So, it's like salt... Like oh, yeah. Soft serve ice cream with salts. Mm. Had one. Not bad. <laughs> sure. Not my favorite, but not yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, what... There was a question I had for you. What is the weirdest thing that you've eaten in Japan? Uh, yeah. Oof. Look, I think –
0: I definitely have to think about that a bit more. I think the one – We can come back to it. The one thing that did stand out for me in Japan when I was there, and I feel like it would be an always thing, was the line for food, particularly in Tokyo. So there's always like an in thing, an it food. So when I was there, it was like kind of custard tarts, egg tarts kind of thing. Like They were super popular. And so whenever you're like in a different part of the country, the big – you know, the big chain or the big shop in that town would have these ridiculous lines. You'd go to the shop next door and no one would be there. Like it would, and then like there'd always be like lines for certain things and whatever was in at the time would just like blow the locals' minds and they all they want to do is line up for it. Yeah. And then I could, I can only imagine the Instagram feeds are just like flooded with this, this, yeah, kind of this thing. thing. Yeah. Do you have a
1: standout weird thing or, uh, no, I mean, I really liked a lot of the food in Okinawa and Ishigaki. Mm-hmm. So like I like that kind of weird, uh, they have, like, a lot of weird, like, sea grapes and other... They, they do a lot of, like, like, like bit, this bitter gourd melon thing. Yeah. A lot of it's really delicious and really different. And I kind of like that. Like, I liked mm. having that kind of stuff. One of the... There was this one place called Pork Tamago Onigiri. Yeah. So, you know what an onigiri is? It's basically, like, a rice ball. And yeah. And they put some fillings inside. Mm. So, these guys, basically... Tamago is egg. So, it's, like, egg omelette. Like, a rolled Japanese egg omelette. Yeah, yeah. And they do yeah. that with Spam. Because they love spam in, in Okinawa. Like, it's this big thing that everyone eats spam. It's probably the American influence from the American military base. Yeah. But it's fucking delicious. And okay. So, it was... It was I, ha- I had one that was uh, tamago, so egg, spam, yeah. and then uh, a bit of tofu and miso. Okay. And I had this. I was a bit hungover when I had it, and I was like... I died. I was sitting on a yeah. beach eating this thing and I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Was- was- oh, the spam was so... I had a lot of spam. Although the thing is, I'm, I'm a quite a healthy eater when I'm, in, when I'm in Sydney. And then when I travel, yeah. I go balls to the wall. Yeah, sure. And uh, and after a couple of days of like spam every day, I was like, holy Ooh, shit, I can't get any more this spam. I think everyone should have that response to spam. Yeah, yeah, but- yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So. But they love their spam. But there's, there's like a lot of really, really good food. Um, mm. It's definitely one of the main reasons, I think, to go to Japan. I think another one of the reasons uh, that Japan is pretty freaking awesome, which I think we've kind of touched on already, is the drinking culture. Sure. So we've got obviously the salary salaryman culture.
0: Ooh. It's salaryman culture. It's concerning when you look at it, you know, when you kind of dive dive into the details, but yeah. if you look at it from an outside point of view, it's quite fun to as you said dip your toes into.
1: Dip your toes in. So I i met a, so um, I love the Final Fantasy games. Okay. Uh, and I was out in a bar in Golden Guy. Golden Guy, for anyone who doesn't know, is this area in Tokyo, which is basically like all these tiny hole-in-the-wall bars. So, most of them, are, you can sit like 10 people, maybe, mm-hmm. like not that, really not that many people. And you go in, you sit in these bars, and you basically just drink until whatever time, right? Yeah. So, I was, I was in one of these bars, and the last train back home was at... So, the train stopped in Tokyo at about 12... Or like just after twelve. So it can be a little annoying when you're out, because like all you really want to do is like stay out and keep drinking. Yeah. But you're gonna have to walk home. Which is what I did this night. Because I was I was at a bar and I was getting ready to leave, and I'm like, okay, time to leave. And these dudes turned up and they'd been working up until that point. Yeah. And I was like, I would never do this in a million years. Like, why the hell would you ever would you ever work this late? Like, I could never do it. My Japanese working culture is too hard for me. Sure. Um, but these guys turned up and they, Because I mentioned that I was a video game writer. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, we we write Final Fantasy. Oh, no way. And I was like, holy shit. And they gave me their card and they're from Square Enix. And they were like Final Fantasy, right? Like the dudes who they work on Final Fantasy as writers. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, oh. like I fanboyed out. And <laughs> ended up just being like, well, I'm going to walk home now. Because I'm definitely not leaving sure. now. And so I ended up sitting with them and drinking with them for a while. Uh, but they were working until like quarter to... 12
0: as a video game writer yeah
1: and then they and they then they went out afterwards and just started pounding drinks yeah so I was course. quite hungover after this day because they were just like <laughs> nailing them yeah but it's yeah. a man culture it's like you work until late and then you go and you smash a bunch of beers and then you go home and you fall asleep and you wake up and you do exactly the same thing the next day
0: yeah it, it is a hideous culture in some regards but, but it's, it's great it's great for an art too, is isn't it dude
1: it's great for an art or I could yeah. not live like that
0: oh yeah and you just wonder like how productive they are for the first few hours of their work day probably is the result of like it just this snowball effect right like yeah. if they just have one night off and the next day they'd be productive they'd finish it at a normal time yeah. get to the bar at a normal time leave it at a normal time yeah. have a good night's sleep yeah. and then but as well, soon as they miss that get out of whack one day then it's
1: My, Microsoft trialed something recently in Japan that was a four day work week yeah I heard about this uh, and I think it's like trying to shift Japanese work culture which you know like having worked in like a big uh, like big company before, dude, there's so many dumb meetings you go to. There's yeah. meetings where you're like, this could have been an email. There's no yeah. reason for me to be here. I actually said to like, I kind of cracked the shits and I said if I haven't contributed to this meeting within the first 15 minutes, I'm gonna leave. Okay. And I like lived by that. And then like it happened the first time and everyone laughed and then no one invited me to meetings anymore. And I was like, oh. problem solved. That's a that's a great world you live in. <laughs> yeah I know it's a great world to live in. But anyway, yeah, like this salary man culture it means you go out to all these places and damn, people drink. Mm. And it's so much fun as a traveler because you can just go to these bars and you'll have these Japanese business dudes and all they want to do is drink. And yes. all they want to do is drink with you. And it's just become this really fun experience. For sure. And the
0: best thing is you don't have to wake up the next morning to go to work.
1: No, They'll, they do. Yeah. Um, also, there's there's also like, um, I feel like there's a lot of uh, unique Japanese alcohols. So, you have sake, you have shochu. You have like our You have all these really different things, and so like when you like obviously when you go to a different culture, like sometimes trying all these new things is really exciting. And, Like part yeah. of part of what you why you travel. I feel like Japan has so much of that. Yes. So like when you go out and you start drinking, there's so many new cool things to try.
0: Yeah, and then I think on top of that, I don't, don't know if you've ever really dabbled in this world. I I didn't when I was in Japan, but you've got all these like odd kind of quiche, uh, niche kind of bars where like. You've got, like, your robot
1: bars. Oh, yeah. yeah. all these Ninja bars where you get served by ninjas or, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is just
0: fun for an experience, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Did you go to any of those Uh, at any point? I contemplated it. I never ended up doing it because, for me, I was, like, for me, it wasn't why I was in Japan. Yes. Because they're set up for tourism, right? Yeah. Well, no, I think they're also set up for a lot of locals as well. Okay. But I, um, I, or I, we met this guy out in Sydney, funnily enough. He went to the ninja, one of this, this ninja restaurant in, uh, Asakusa or, yeah, Asaka or Akasaka or Asakusa. I can't remember, mm-hmm. uh, which is in Tokyo. And he said it was like one of the best meals he had the whole trip. Yeah. Right. Um, which is pretty cool. And it's like the experience is great. And I think a lot of times when you go out and you have a meal, uh, it's not about the actual meal itself. Sometimes it's about, it's like you, you don't buy, um, you don't buy coal, you buy heat. Okay. right so it's not like you're buying the food you're buying the experience yeah, yeah. and i think for these things that's a that's a pro, that's a principle that really stands out mm-hmm. um but for me I, i'm buying coal like i want the food <laughs> like I, I want i want to yeah. just eat really good food and then i'm going to go to a bar i'm going to hang with a bunch of random japanese dudes like i don't yeah. want to go to that orchestra i'm not a big like um go to this orchestrated thing and have this experience yeah. like that's not really me yeah i kind of sure. just like to let the world hit me with whatever it's got yeah yeah fair enough um but yeah, there's also like a, so two, two quick more things on the, uh, on the old drinking culture. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, 300 yen bars and like 500 yen bars. Like one yeah. of my favorite bar in, my favorite bar in Kyoto was a 500 yen bar. Yeah. And it was like, you get good whiskey or like good quality beer, good quality, like alcohol. Mm-hmm. And the, the bartender was this legend and he'd make these great cocktails and everything was 500 yen in Ginza. That's it. Like where you were before, there's a 300 yen bar, which is like three US... I I work on US dollars because I was working on my US bank account, but like three US dollars. And it's like any drink you want, three US dollars. And you go there and just people are just throwing out drinks and it's great fun. Like you have these places you can go and drink cheap Mm -hmm. and just have like a, you know, an amazing time. Um, Something to also note, and I think we've practiced this tonight before this episode. So we had a couple of beers... Mm. And we were practicing how to cheers when you're in Japan. We did. Should we try another one? We should try. Come by. Come by. So, basically what you want to do is you want to get your glass as low as possible. So, So I wasn't aware of this. So, I, I do wonder how many Japanese people I have offended prior to today. I don't think you've offended them. I think the deal is you've probably just... They've probably just done their thing and they're like, oh, I gave this guy respect. Yes. Yeah, okay. But yeah, okay. the whole idea is you want to cheers lower... You want to get your glass in a position lower than theirs. Yeah. So, you'll find that whenever you try and cheer someone, the glass... They always put tilt their glass down. Okay. Yeah. And it's basically just like a sign of respect. Mm. I do wonder how far
0: that goes. Like, are you getting people like pretty much the glass on the ground? Like... I don't think it goes that
1: far. I think yep. it's more like on the on top of the bars, like as your glass is hitting the bar, that's okay. probably
0: the extent of the level. It. Okay. Yeah. No, very cool. And like, I, I've never come across a similar cheers in my life. So Yeah. yeah. I, I think they
1: do the same in China. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, then once again, I've probably offended a lot of Chinese people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always great to know how many
1: people have you offended. Uh, I mean, there's well, only uh, what 1.3 billion yeah. people in China. Exactly. I think it's part yeah. of the course for us when we travel, really. Somebody, yeah. somewhere it's probably going to get offended. They yes. get, they're going to see your man
0: bun and they're going to be like, that offends me greatly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Especially in Japan. Like, oh. it's that cultural appropriation,
1: isn't it? Well, yeah, very much cultural appropriation. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we should probably move on to... Uh, I, like when I was saying that Japan is beautiful, uh, like it, it, is, it is stunning, but maybe let's talk about some places that we've been, that we recommend that, you know, we've really enjoyed. Of course. Because I think when you go to Japan or when, when you think of Japan... Like my
0: immediate thoughts are always to like the big cities. You get, you think of Tokyo, you think of Kyoto, Hiroshima, all those kind of things. The beauty doesn't isn't the first thing that comes to mind. No, but I think that is very much something that should be highlighted for Japan because it is stunningly beautiful. Oh, place. definitely, yeah. Um, so okay, so places that stood out for me. Uh, look, I
1: think Kyoto
0: is very beautiful. I know that Kyoto
1: Kyoto is stunning. Yes, I, I love Kyoto. I was there during a typhoon okay which checkered my experience with it uh Absolutely. and because of that it was like you know i really but the thing is i love my time there one of my favorite bars in japan is there yeah i cycled along that river like yeah. just riding up and down that was really nice it is stunning and like just the architecture is crazy totally yeah yeah
0: but then when, I guess when you go outside of the cities, uh, look, for me, a few places stood out. Um, so I spent a bit of time in Nashima, which I believe you've been to.
1: I went to. I didn't enjoy
0: it. Oh, there you go. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I found Nashima really beautiful. It is known as like an art island. Uh, so they also have a thing called the Trienali, like a, a big art festival every three years. I was there for the year that they did have the art festival, you know, every, two years out of three they don't have the art festival yeah so i believe that
1: this year they also had the art festival if they did i didn't see any evidence of it yeah okay. so i had a um my experience in Naoshima in was a, I mean okay it was interesting yes so i thought it was quite expensive to get there and like to go to see some of the installations was like quite expensive compared mm-hmm. to what i've been paying for other stuff before also i'd just done the shimanami kaido which is the, the it's like 150 well it's a 75k cycle from a place called Onomichi or Onomichi to Imabari, Um, and it was absurdly beautiful. So it's like all these crazy bridges, the Mm. longest suspension bridge bridge in the world. It's four k's. Yeah, okay. Going across that's absurdly cool. Like there's all these amazing islands. It's gorgeous. Mm. And so I'd just done that, and looking at that, I was like, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Like similar region of Japan. Yeah, it's, it's it's around the corner from each other. Yeah. Right. So, it's like very similar aesthetically. Yes. So, what I found is I did this and I was like, oh, I was blown away. Like, I had the best time. And then I got to Naoshima and everyone was charging me all this money to do stuff. And I'm like, okay. And I went to some of the art installations and I'm like, they're fine. Yes. Okay. They, you know, they're all right. I'm not like blown away, but they're okay. And I was paying a lot of money and I thought it was just not as attractive as the Shimanami kind of. Yes. Yes. Okay. Look. I think that
0: that's always a relevant aspect to travel. Like yeah. uh, your previous experience is always going to influence your next experience. Um, you know, and if, if you go to somewhere that's meant to be beautiful uh, and then it's not as beautiful as the last place, <laughs> you, you're
1: going to be jaded. You, well, you're not going to be jaded. I think you always compare places. Yeah. So you're never in a situation where you look at something holistically as being like, I can look at this without comparing it to other things that I've done before. Like, I think that's impossible. I think you yeah. always will have that comparison in your mind. And I just found the Naoshima for me compared to some of the stuff I'd done before. I was like, it. And everyone I'd met had loved it. Everyone I'd yeah. met had been like, "It's amazing!" And I got there, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to be amazing!" And it was okay. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was fine. And I was like, yeah. "It's fine." Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, so
1: we talked about a few places that I've found really beautiful. What about you, Paul? So I think the Shimanami Kaido for one okay. uh, it was amazing. So if anyone loves cycling. Then absolutely 100% have to do it. It's probably one of the best destinations in the world for cycling. The ride was, as I said, stunning. Yeah. It it was, I mean, it was so, it was so well set up. It was the, like the ride's amazing. Mm. You know, we had, it was orange season at the time. Like there was like all the lemons and oranges and mandarins were in season. Okay. And so we had this like old lady give us like 50 mandarins. Some breakfast is sorted. Dude, breakfast is sorted. Like just the ride itself is gorgeous. The second day we did the ride was tough because the temperature. Like, we just did it on these two random days and it got super cold. Only so, it took two days? Yeah, we yeah. did it in two days. So, we did uh, one way. Was, it was like 75Ks each way. Yeah. So, we went there one day and then went back the next. Okay. That's a good um, amount of cycling. Yeah, it's a good yeah. amount of cycling. My ass hurt a lot at the end of <laughs> sure. it. Um, and, but it was, look, it was incredible. And I, yeah. I, I can't, cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, if you like riding bikes, if you, I mean, look, if you don't like riding bikes, you gives a shit? Like, don't do it. Sure. Yeah. But if you do, I mean, oh my god, it was one of the best. things. I think mean, one of the best things I've done. Yeah. We talked about my up ride a lot. Oh yeah, in Thailand. In Thailand. Yeah. yeah. I think I still preferred the Up ride. Okay. Because it was so janky and so random <laughs> and so weird. Yeah, you get points but, for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it was just so bizarre. Um, whereas this was this was a lot more clear cut. Yeah, but it was in terms of like aesthetically, and like the, we had amazing bikes. Mm. Aesthetically, it was incredible. Shout out to Red Bikes Onomichi. The bikes they had were amazing. Sorry that I fucked up the handlebar a little bit, <laughs> but he was cool with it. And so I was Excellent. like, all right, all right, brother he's a little bit
0: sweeter when they're fine with it.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, so I love the Shimanami Kaido, which is near Hiroshima. So if you're ever near Hiroshima and you love cycling, definitely go yep. check it out. Hiroshima itself, I think, is stunning. One of the things I love about Hiroshima, I don't know if it's to do with the part their history. But damn, the people are friendly. Yeah, like, okay. I experienced a whole lot of really great on. on, on yashi. I experienced yes. a whole lot of really good hospitality in uh, in um, in Hiroshima, Um also another place that uh, I don't really hear about that much from Western tourists, but it's super popular in Japan, is Kanazawa. Okay. Uh, now Kanazawa is it, it's just—it's like it's like, like a place with this really, really amazing um, castle. So the castle in Kanazawa is like stunning. We went there during a music festival, uh, but it was a weird, like, Hawaiian music festival. Okay. But it was also a doo-wop. Like, no, it was all vocals. So, there was no one with instruments. So, everyone was either beatboxing or doing, like, and local barbershop. Hats. Yeah. Awesome. So that all of them were doing it. And, and you went to this festival? Yeah. And everyone was in Hawaiian shirts. Okay. It was so weird, and I but assume was- you
0: already traveling with a Hawaiian shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, good.
1: And we just like wandered around, and like, we like we got in, and had this amazing dinner at this place where it's like there's no menu; you just turn up, and the guy gives you whatever, and it was incredible. Hawaiian food, no Hawaiian food, what? Japanese. But we, okay. we that was that was the first time we tried Odin. Have you had Odin? No,
0: I don't think so.
1: Odin's that stuff where it's like um, it's just like boiled eggs, lotus root veggies like other weird stuff just floating yeah. in like a, a broth, kind of yeah a broth and they yeah. just pick out the stuff and chuck it on your bowl and then you have some broth and you have the egg or whatever and it's delicious yeah. but we that was the first time we had that incredible mm. um they have really good ice cream there great and so we're just walking around this hawaiian music do festival <laughs> eating ice cream and i'm like kanazawa is the shit yeah. man okay. It's also got like an old, um, an old like samurai village there, and it's really cool to check out. Yeah, so look, it was look, Kanazawa was great. So I think in terms for me, I always used to say my top five places. My favorite place was, I mean, Tokyo. You can't beat. Sure. Hiroshima. Yep. Okinawa. Yep. Just for being different and weird, and like the people. Imagine Japan, but like laid back. Everything moves a little slower. Everyone's a little. I, I can't imagine that, dude. It's pretty chill. It's like yeah. it. It's it's like. I love island life. Yeah, what island life is is nebulous, but I love the idea of hanging out and chilling on an island. Japan is an island as well. Japan is an island. Yeah, but Okinawa is a more island island. (laughs) Yes, it's the island of the island. Um, Okinawa, uh, then Kanazawa, and then Kyoto. Okay, top five.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Because the other place I did go to, which I think certainly deserves a mention when we talk about beautiful places, uh, was Takayama. Have you ever been to Takayama? What's Takayama again? Uh, so it's an, like quite an old school village. It's like northwest of Tokyo. Nice. So, to, yeah. so to get there is is actually by Japanese standards It's quite difficult. Yeah. By anywhere else in the world, very easy to get yeah, to. Yeah, 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 So it's two trains basically. <laughs> so the first train is the the Shin- Shinkansen. Am I saying yep. that right? Yeah. Yep. And Lovely then Shinkansen. You change to. A, much a, a regular speed train yeah for two hours which just feels like you've kind of gone back and you know back in the world 50 years or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah there's beautiful train trip as well like along this river the whole way you've got this like big mountainous kind of area it's really beautiful really pretty and the other thing is i've got these like really well-preserved unesco villages there so Amazing. all the buildings there in this certain part of the town are all kind of preserved and old school kind of original kind of japanese design and so you're walking through the the, the old part of town and it is just really beautiful and i guess part of you feels like it's really authentic i guess the other side is you're like well this is unesco heritage kind of site it's actually not very authentic they've actually had to keep it this way but yeah, yeah that that thing aside you kind, of, you kind of if you forget that you're kind of like yeah this is really cool and then it's surrounded by this beautiful national park where they've got uh those those snow monkeys whatever they're called yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're not actually in those kind of hot hot baths the hot springs that you would see in all the photos but yeah. they're all over the place and yeah it's awesome yeah, really i cool. love those
1: monkeys yeah they're, they're great they're so funny
0: monkeys are always great
1: oh I love monkeys. there's a there's a photo of um so we went to a place in ishigaki where they had our uh, spider monkeys and you have these little it's probably not like I don't, well, I don't know if it's great or whatever but you get these capsules of food mm. and as soon as you get one the monkeys just jump on you and there's a photo of steph that i have that's just like she's covered in monkeys great it's amazing um so, let's move on. Is there anything bad that you want to say about Japan? Any kind of warnings you want to give? Or uh, look, I would one warning I would give,
0: especially if someone's going to Japan for the first time, is that the rail pass is generally, you know, the first port of call. Like it's yeah. very helpful, uh, but then the trap is that you know, the faster you move, the more value you get for your money. But then yeah. you actually can potentially lose things in return, where you don't spend enough time in certain places. So if you are going for the rail pass, I don't I would say don't let it dictate how long you spend
1: in a place. Yeah. Do, spend as long as you want to spend there. I guess I guess just do the maths and see what works better. Like how yeah. much if I spend you know, if I want to spend a little longer in this place, if mm. I like how much is an individual ticket versus the rail pass? Did you get a rail pass this time? No, I only got one Shinkansen. So yeah. I got a Shinkansen from Okiyama to um, Tokyo. Okay. Uh, and so I didn't really need to get one. The rest of the time I was honestly on buses and other stuff. So yeah. and flying. And they work as well as they do in any other country, right? Yeah, buses are great. Like The buses are actually really nice. Yeah, sure. Not as fast as the then obviously. But and,
0: and the bus drivers, they are immaculately dressed too, correct? Yeah, they're, they're
1: great. And they're, they're very friendly. Yes. Yeah, so they're, they're legends. Um, another thing I'll add to things that, you know, uh, can be a bit tough when you're in Japan is mm. it can be kind of isolating sometimes if you're a solo traveler. Yeah. So, I was there with Steph for a bit and then I was on my own. And while, like, a lot of, you know, Japanese people are super friendly... Sometimes when you're traveling, you just want, like, I just want to, like, not have to struggle to translate my yeah. meaning. Yes. You know, like, I just want to say, like, this is, this is how I feel. This is what I want. And yeah. in Japan, like, a lot of times, you're not going to... It's very rare that you'll meet someone on the street and they'll be like, oh, and you can have that conversation. Yeah, totally. Um, so, it can get a little isolating. Uh, traveling by train at peak hour can be... I would highly recommend avoiding peak hour if you can, if you're moving with backpacks. Yes. Because, oh, holy shit, that sucks. Because one thing that I found amazing in
0: Tokyo... I don't know if you would have quite deciphered this... But one thing they do is that when you are getting on a, the local... Train in Tokyo is that they tell you what carriage you should get on for a certain yes. train station that you're getting yeah. off at. So you get off there, and then that means that when you get off the next train, you get off right next to the stairs. So if, yeah. you, if you're able to decipher all the information at the train station, you know exactly what carriage to get on, which means you are immediately at the exit when you get Google off. Google Maps
1: tells you that now. Oh, really? So Even you look better. at Google Maps if you trip plan it. They'll be like for the best boarding or the best like departure and board at this carriage. Yeah, I'm like, man, this shit's amazing, incredible. And then you translate that to say, I don't know. Sydney and you said like, the carriage? There is none. <laughs> there is no. is there a best carriage? No, no, the train's delayed. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> You're walking. You've yeah, got exactly. a bus around the corner. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it's time to uh to move on to travel legends and losers. So we don't because we might be on the verge of breaking our record for episode time. I feel like we're doing that every week, but uh, yeah. Let's every week it. we're getting a little we're getting a little but let's move on to travel legends and losers. All right. Well should we make it Japanese themed this week? We should make it Japanese themed. Do you want legend or loser? <sighs> I'll take a legend if you don't mind. Yeah. Go on. Great. Go on. Okay.
0: Thank you. Um, so one of the legends I came across on my trip in Japan, and I really hope I haven't told this story in the podcast. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, was, so when I was in Nashima, so we have talked about it. Obviously, I loved it. Paul, not as much. Uh, it was nice, but yeah. Anyway, I can do it. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. As we discussed. Um, so did this plaster painting course, which is really fun. So there's this quite well known Japanese artist. I'm going to get the name wrong, but, uh, Yamao Kusuma. Um, so Kasuma is quite well known for, uh, a lot of really big sculptures, particularly ones which I would describe that look like a mushroom, but they yeah. might not actually be a mushroom. Okay. Um, so this plaster painting course was all about replicating the mushroom sculptures that Ka- Kasuma is very well known for. So really fun. But at the same time, there were, this is in Naoshima, there were some earthquakes hitting Japan. Yeah. And Naoshima is kind of in that zone where it's like, if an earthquake hits Japan, we have to watch out for typhoons and those kinds of things. Yeah,
1: or tsunamis and... Yeah, exactly. Or
0: tsunami, that's exactly the Japanese word, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so every time we were doing this painting course, we'd have the radio in the background, all in Japanese, and the lady who was running the course who spoke next to no English would, but knew the word, obviously, for typhoon, uh, sorry, tsunami, would, uh, every time she get an update, would stop the class, she would listen to the, the radio, and then she'd turn around to the class and go, tsunami, No. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole guy like, okay, continue oh, man, that's so We good. weren't sure if she knew the word for yes So yeah. we were kind of like Not sure what happens if we find out there is a tsunami coming But she certainly knew the word for no And confirmed every
1: 20 minutes that there was no tsunami coming Dude, that's amazing She sounds like a fucking legend Yeah, she was right, but, Well, if you've, if you've got a legend
0: I've I got, got, a legend, got a loser
1: i got a loser So my loser, I don't know if it was Japanese or not I don't think he was he, I stayed in the hostel uh, And he was the dude sleeping below me Okay. Uh, so, when I turned up into the hostel, uh, the room was heated to like 29 degrees. Whoa. And I was like, whoa. And it's it's like five, say like 10 degrees outside. Okay. And I was like, whoa. And I, so, I like kind of left it. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm dump, dumping my bags down and going out anyway. So, I dumped my bags down, went out um, and came back. And some like other girls had gone to the room and they'd opened a window because obviously it was a million degrees. Yeah. Uh, and chatted with them. Everything was fine. I went out that night. I came home. And it was heated to like 29 degrees again. But he, what he'd done is he'd taken the um, the AC remote. Oh, okay. And so, no, I couldn't change it.
0: Oh, so you're sleeping at 29 degrees.
1: And I, so, I get back into the bed and I was like sleeping. And then he just started snoring like a truck. And we're going to do a hostel episode in the future. And I'll Ooh. tell you how much I hate hostels. But I was there and I was just like, you know what? Like, I didn't sleep. I, was, I came home smashed. Yeah, and I just yeah. lay there in bed not sleeping because it was too hot the guy was snoring so loudly and i was like nah this is fucking shit i'm like this is my last couple of days in japan i'm not wasting my time on this yeah so he this man alone prompted me to leave the hostel like sack two nights worth of accommodation okay. and, go, and go book a hotel i'm like there it is yeah okay. there it is i was like I, sh- I was an idiot i should never have done it in the first place because i wanted yeah. to save some cash and i was like you fucking idiot yeah but god damn i hated that so much yeah, so yeah. that guy, I, 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 I never even saw him. Oh, I just heard him. Well, I I, I I, vaguely saw him and I saw his bags Yeah. and he was my travel loser because who the fuck takes the AC remote and heats yeah. it up, heats the room up to that it's much. Just an it's an aggressive move. It's an aggressive move. Like he yeah. does that. It's terrible. Mm. All right. Well, with that in mind, should we move on to languages of the world? Let's do it. So this has been a Japanese episode. So let's do Jap, like let's just stick, let's not do two. Let's just stick purely on Japanese. I've done Japanese before on this, but I think a refresher is always good. Sure. Well, so, I'll do the refresher if you don't mind. Yeah, you do the refresher. So, you do our, our standards and I will do a couple of other additional ones that I, have helped me in Japan. Excellent.
0: Now, as always, forgive the pronunciation. Yes.
1: But let's start with hello. Yeah. Konnichiwa.
0: Very good. Then moving on to thank you. Arigato gozaimasu. Arigato gozaimasu. Arigato gozaimasu. There you go. Uh, cheers is kanpai Kampai. And then
1: delicious. Oishi. 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 Oishi desu ne. Which is basically like, is it delicious? Okay. <laughs> I think, I don't know. My, my Japanese is not very good. Um, but it's not shit. Not shit. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect perfectly, uh, perfectly said. Um, so I'm going to chuck in a couple of new ones here mm-hmm. that I think really help. And they're just really quick, easy one worders that are really good for traveling around Japan. So one of them is like it, it, I was told it means no worries, but it's also like okay, like it's like it's like basically like okay, yeah. And it's like, a dai-jobu. daijobu, daijobu, So it's like when it, when someone's like whenever someone tries to you know give me a plastic put my beer in a plastic bag when I go to Seven Eleven, I'm like daijobu, daijobu. Okay. And they're like oh okay yeah you know yeah. Or it's like if someone offers me something and I'm good, I'm like daijobu, daijobu. So it's like no worries. It's like it's like okay, like no no problem. Yeah. Um. See you again mm-hmm. is a uh, jamatane, matane. Ja matane. jamatane. Uh, ja matane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's said the same thing twice. Yeah. I'm to bet. Ja matane means like see you again or like yeah. see you. And mata ashta is like see you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, amazing is sagoy. 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 Like so that. like whenever, whenever anything's good, you're just like, oh, sagoy, oh. And they're like, ah. Oh. Oh, you, you get like a, a good, good response. You, from you from get that, a great sure. response from sagoy. It's like. Such a common thing they say all the time. So when you're like, ah, yeah. they're like, yes. Yeah. Um, and beautiful is kire. Kire. So, like, y- you know, you see something beautiful and you're like, kire. And they're like, oh, kire. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very beautiful. Yeah. And finally, the last one I want to do is ososume, which means recommendations. Okay. So you'd say, like, ososume wa nandesuka? Which is, do you have any recommendations? But it's amazing for going into restaurants where they don't have English menus. Okay. Because all you do is you do, like, my, my routine is konnichiwa or, like, konbanwa konban is good evening. So, normally it's at night. So, I'm like, konbanwa, genki desu ka, which means, like, how are you? And they all yeah. laugh because they're just like, oh, genki? Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, um nama beer ippai onagashimasu, which means one draft beer, please. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd follow up by saying, osusumi wa deska. And then just be like, all right, cool. We're just going to give this guy whatever. Like, yeah, like he's yeah. great. And it was, you know, like those little bits just, I mean, now it for me, and it helped me meet so many people and helped me go to so many restaurants that I never would have been able to eat at yeah, Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. It's great to be able to just go to a waiter and be like, you take care of the rest. Yes. Especially I, if you I'll know, pay Whatever. I don't yeah, actually, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, You just go. Just hit me up. Yeah. i paid for two
0: lots of combination in two places tonight. Exactly. So. I'm from, I, yeah. I really
1: don't care at this point. Yeah, Totally. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of We'd Rather Be Travelling.
0: Uh, of course, you can find us on Spotify. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes. And then we've got our social media. So we have Twitter and Instagram at WRB Travelling. And of course, we've got our website wrbtraveling.com. We'll see you next week. We will.